Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's an Amazing Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Law, end of 2021 edition. With me as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. Everyone's favorite runner-up. Uh, happy second day of Kwanzaa, guys. That's right. Happy nice. second day of Kwanzaa. Mark, how was your Christmas, my friend? Huh? What did you did you get anything cool? Huh? Did anything happen for you? That was nice. Now, I mean, I mean, I, I feel like I don't know if I should answer your question, Bobby, or talk about what's happening on screen that the viewers can't see, but Mike can. Yes, um, right now, what's this happening? Would on been, this would have been one of those times if we did a screen recording and did a video podcast. That would have been perfect because I had a look at bewilderment for about two seconds when both of you put on your. Well, let me let me explain. Let's explain what's happening. Time. So. Mark and I wearing both wearing sunglasses. Mike's not wearing sunglasses. You know why? Sunglasses are for winners. Okay. And we got two, two time winners here. And what else do I got? I got a custom gold. It's an amazing championship title, folks. I got it commissioned. Okay. <laughs> World championship. All right, boys and girls. That's right. This is going to be with me. All right. For a year. And then you know where it's going? Probably to Mark, okay? All right? Me and Mark just going to, yeah. I'm, I'm amazed you guys didn't get Steph just to pop on for like three minutes so that he could pop on some fucking stupid ass sunglasses Ste- as well. Stefan only got one ring, okay? This is a, this is the two time rings, okay? Two times for two lenses, Mike. I mean, let's, I mean, well, we're going to put a picture of the championship title up on our Instagram and Twitter, making use of that thing. Look, it's, 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 it just is beautiful, all right? I spent, I spared no expense, folks. I spent a clean $45 on this thing, okay? <laughs> it looks like every dollar was spent. For $45, not too bad. <laughs> nah, for $45, not too bad at all. <laughs> when you put in retrospect, like, those replica WWE and UFC belts, they go, like, five? Dude, I, I, something they're super expensive. So this was the thing. I did this all myself. And I had to think of, like, how much money am I willing to spend if at the end of this, Mark and Mike both say they don't want in on this? Because it's possible this title never leaves here because if nobody else is paying for it, it never leaves here. Okay? Mike, Mike, are you more interested in winning a championship now that there's a title or less interested? Mike's feelings I, are hurt just a little bit, and that's what the goal was here. Okay? Like, just like, a little bit. I, you know, yes, but I think my feelings of just proudness of how petty you guys are. Uh, outweigh that. Oh, to be clear, I'm you appreciate with. the bit. You this, appreciate the this bit. This was I, entirely. I I'm gonna. Sorry, Mark. This was entirely my doing because I was like, Mark may not say yes to this. Okay, You're I need to just make man. this happen, and then Mark will get on board. I figured once it existed, Mark's like, how much? When Mark said, "How much did you spend?" I said like forty five bucks. He's like, "All right, yeah, <laughs> this is worth that joke." Also, how how did how awesome is it that worked out that without even knowing this, I keyed myself in as everyone's favorite runner up. Oh, it worked out really well. I was thinking about how to do this and I'm like, 
I could just, if I just start the podcast wearing the championship and the glasses and I tell you to, I introduce you, you're going to, I think we did it very well. It worked out well here. But yes, if it was a visual medium, it would have been better. Um, shout out to Everfan on Etsy for his adequate championship belt making. <laughs> 45 bucks, you can get your own, Mike. You, you know what? You could have gotten the smaller, you know, they had a smaller one. For you can get the smaller one for thirty six bucks. And I'm like, nah, yeah, man. I want this big, big enough to for Mike to think about being able to wear one day. Okay, and I'm gonna say this should be the rule. Whoever gets last place has to pay for shipping for it to go from the champion to the next champion. Which I mean is negligible if it's not going from the West Coast. That's to the true. East Coast. <laughs> Mike's gonna like have to pay my gas. Okay, <laughs> Mike's gonna have to pay my gas for me to drive to work and hand it to Mark. Okay. This this is just mine, Mike. This is this is what you get when greatness just well, flows through your veins. Well, congratulations, Bobby. Um, <laughs> I am not a sore loser. He's so unhappy. <laughs> it's fun seeing the dichotomy of how unhappy Mike is and how happy Bobby is. This is <laughs> two ends of a spectrum. Remember a couple weeks of- ago when Mike's trying to figure out which would be worse if Mark won a third time or we me winning. Mike knows which one's worse. What is significantly worse? You see, Mark Mark is extremely humble and would have just probably been like, well, you know, like uh, it was very close this past year. You know, it just won by yada. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, we we got down to that last car. It it was very close. If Mike didn't, you know, abandon everything he believes in and pick against Derek Lewis, you know. Well, I like how I flew under the radar, and no one's talking about how I botched that whole card. I you got really did. You really just <laughs> that whole last like, card. Mike is wrong. I was like, yeah, I remember like looking at the ad like at that night. I'm like, whoo, Mark missed all of these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those were all misfires. And the only the Thompson one was the only one that I was like, oh, really funny. He's gonna win that. That was one. the I one I'm he like, got smoked. Too. Yeah, that was the, any of the fights. So. Yeah, that one I was the one I felt best about. Well, you didn't see Derek Lewis beat up a 230 pound police <laughs> officer. I, I did see that. that oh, you did? I saw that was first round. I was like, I can make time for this. I, <laughs> I did love I did love Derek Lewis's line of this is the only time I'll get a chance to like put hands on a police officer or something. <laughs> yeah. he, before really the fight good. when Derek Lewis said, I'm not gonna get Rodney King out there, I'm like, Well, I don't care what the situation is. I'm not picking against Derek Lewis. He had gold. Um Yeah, well so uh we've talked about this probably on the podcast before that Mike and I actually have our own Christmas exchange every year. Where the goal is to send something useless, funny, annoying to each other, basically. Nothing terribly useful at all. And and another thing is I actually had some, you know, because at times we'll get suggestions from, you know, people in our circle like, oh, you should send this. And God bless them. I love our friends. But at times they don't seem to understand like what mm. the point of this uh, exchange is. Where too practical. No, like we're God bless her. Um, our, our our friend's wife, I think, suggested like sending tampons or something. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's too, just too not... far. Too far. It, exactly. Where it's like Bobby and I have never even truly talked about the rules, but it's like no, they're like, and she's like, oh, but that's extremely useless. I'm like, yeah, but let me. Yeah, remember one year? That's not it. One year you it. just mailed me a maga hat. I remember, and I remember you were disappointed in yourself. Because you're like, I really phoned this one in. Because yeah. this was not enough. And this year, so we had this contest. And this year I knew, Mike has had, Mike had a down year last year, if I remember correctly. And you've been, ta- I knew you were going to come strong. So my gift this year, while I thought it was okay, I knew, unless Mike fucked this up, I probably am not winning. So I purchased Mike, and we've talked about him before on the podcast. I purchased him an Eddie Kingston sweater. 
that said uh, D's Nuts. It was a holiday sweater. D's Nuts roasting open, uh, over an open fire. It doesn't look bad. Mm-hmm. If it didn't say Eddie Kingston, I don't think Mike would be even a little bit annoyed by it. But, now, now inform me and the listeners, who's Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston is a professional wrestler that everybody seems to love except Mike. And I oh, contend okay, okay, okay. it's because it reminds Mike of everybody he grew up with, basically. Um, okay, I needed that. I needed that connection I, to kind of see. I had a lot of Eddie Kingston's growing up in junior high and high school. Yeah. For, for sure. Exactly. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I actually, I don't know if you did this on purpose, Bobby, but when I first saw it, I thought, oh, wow, this is a very thoughtful gift by Bobby because in gift exchange of 2015, I got him a, a customized planters um, jar that there was a card that said, mm. I want to give you something near and dear to my heart, player pimp. And on the thing, it said these nuts, right? I did think about so, that after the fact. I did, before I ordered it, I'll be honest. I didn't think about it before I ordered it. But when it was before I got to you, I'm like, oh yeah, we did do this. Like when I was looking at the uh, our history. So at first, I thought, oh wow, this is kind of cool. And then he's like, keep reading. And I read the bottom of the thing, and I was like, oh fuck you. Like I hate Eddie Kingston. <laughs> and I just I just watched Elev- uh, AW Dark Elevation tonight, and he was horrible as a commentator. Oh, he's and great I'm, on commentary. What are you talking I'm about? Pretty, I'm pretty sure he made a joke at Ty Conte's expense today on, on Dark Elevation. So maybe maybe people finally learn that he is a dirtbag, like <laughs> how I think he is, where it's uh, it, it's TJ going against uh, Ryo Mizunami. No, uh, Emi, Sakur- Emi, Emi Sakurai and... Um, Diamante, and at one point he goes, "Yeah, you see, she's a cheater." He knew what he was doing. I okay. Well, she wouldn't be the cheater in that equation. That's it's Sammy. Um. Anyway, back to the point. So, and Mike won this year by sending me a fucking unicycle. All right. Um. I saw. I once I saw how heavy it was. I'm like, Mike, really? By the way, a hundred dollars is really pushing the financial limits of this thing. By the way, like I'm just so saying. You as big? as. As our disposable income grows uh, grows more as we get older and more mature, the more ridiculous gifts are going to be more and more expensive. And I'm okay with that. I'm going to commission a painting of Eddie Kingston punching <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mike got me a unicycle with the screws were missing some of them, which would have been it was even funnier if it was on purpose, but it wasn't. So I'm getting a, I'm getting a proper unicycle, and I'm going to get the other one working too, so... Mike visits. We're going to get on uh, unicycles together. <laughs> you'll be happy to know that when I got on the phone with Faya from Amazon today, um, she asked me, like, oh, where where are you sending it? So I'm like, well, same place. Like, send the replacement to the same place I sent the first one. To Bobby or Jabby at blah, blah, blah in California. Mm-hmm. And she asked me to spell your name. I'm like, all right, B-O-B-B-Y, you know, whatever. And then she goes, oh, so we need to verify. She wasn't very clear because at first she goes, we need to verify his account. To which that leads to me eventually yelling at poor Faya, like, why the hell do you need to, you know, verify his account? I'm the one that paid the money for it. Why don't you verify my account? No, wait a second. My account's already been verified because I'm fucking calling you right now. (laughs) And... Then she goes, oh, well, you know, we still need this. And I go, yo, what, what, what? Bob Akrajabi. Get, get, like, send it to him. It's like, oh, yeah, sir, that's all we needed. We just needed his actual, like, full name. <laughs> oh. Nothing's easy. Nothing's easy. So there's about four seconds of silence. 
Mm. And all I can muster is, I'm very sorry for yelling at you. <laughs> it's there you go. There we that, go. That, that's maturity right there, Mike. That's maturity. So, yeah. You, know, so, you but, did but, wrong. But knowing, knowing that I lost that, I was like, and I had the belt already. I've had the belt since uh, since Friday. So we were talking on Christmas. I'm like, the belt was next to me, basically. I'm like, I'm going to shove this up his ass on Monday. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> shove this right up his ass, okay? I mean, if I had if, if I had foreseen the future better, I would have gotten you like a second place trophy, okay? But there wasn't enough time because this, this really came down to the wire with our picks this year. Um, folks, we got nothing to talk about this week in terms of MMA. I've seen a bunch of podcasters gave up this week. Uh, Ariel's not interviewing anybody. The co-main event podcast is just doing a their uh, version of stuff we like. Um, so we're just gonna just kind of free flow it today. We're gonna talk about things this year we really enjoyed. Uh, talk a little bit about what we got for Christmas this year. Uh, some shitty Christmases we've had in the past. Um, maybe at the end we'll talk about a couple of New Year's resolutions. Uh, Mike and I will probably talk about our favorite wrestling matches this year. I think Mike watched more wrestling this year. Mike watched more actual wrestling this year uh, than any year before. I'm saying actual yeah. wrestling because he yeah, watched a lot of. I went to as in I went to one wrestling event. No, I meant like first on TV. Ever. You didn't go to actual wrestling. Mike got into wrestle professional wrestling, not just uh, sports entertainment, if you will, because well, apparently it's different. We learned we it's different, I guess. Even though it says wrestling in their company name, but anyway, um, so yeah, let's just—I uh, don't know, Mike. You want to just lead it off? I guess. <laughs> what were yeah, we talking yeah. about? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess we can start it off with. Uh, and I say this to say it's, you know, getting any gift is a gift in itself, right? Mm. But we're gonna start it off with uh, shitty Christmas gifts, and not shitty Christmas gifts where we mean to send shitty Christmas gifts, like we did with Bobby and myself. Mm. Um, so my brother came by on, uh, Christmas, uh, on Christmas day and, you know, he, he doesn't come by very often and it's not like we hang out very much at all, really. Um, so I wasn't expecting him to get me a gift and I, I didn't get him a gift, you know, cause that's just been the status quo, but he comes by the house and he hands me a bag with a gift. And at first I'm, I'm just thinking, Oh, God, what the hell could this be? This isn't going to be anything good. He's a shitty gift giver. And sure enough, he did not disappoint because I whip out a Baby Yoda Chia Pet. I still don't think this is that bad. I'm just going to say, we were talking about it before the podcast. I will say, look, okay, there's no indication that your brother's ever met you. Let me go with that, okay? <laughs> there's no indication of that, all right? But beyond that, if it was just like a white elephant secret Santa that you ended up with one of those, I'd be like, that'd okay, be fine. I think. Okay. That'd be fine. <laughs> That's fine. But I don't know. I didn't think it was that. I mean, are you going to, you got to keep it. You got to use it. I, I, well, I mean, I, I could use it as like a paperweight or something, but I think the thing is, is I think the, the, the issue I have with it is like, Boy, you don't know me at all. You picked this up, like, literally on the way over here. This has to be it. Like, there's no way you thought Michael's really going to like a Chia pet. No, <laughs> nobody. Nobody thinks X person will really love a Chia pet. All right? I don't even think the president of Chia pets has a Chia pet in their fucking house. Okay? <laughs> so, after uh, the, the next day, when um, I'm doing dishes, and my mother's right next to me, we're talking... 
And I tell her, do you know Joe got me a Chia Pet for Christmas yesterday? She starts laughing and she tells me, Michael, stop being so mean. All right. It's the thought that counts. I wait a beat and I just tell her he should have thought harder. See, that was the PG version. Mike definitely said the motherfucker didn't think. <laughs> I, I think I understand better now. Mike, it, it, it's the lack of, of creativity or insider thought of the gift. And, and like you said, I think you summed it up well when, when it seemed like maybe he was at the drugstore and he saw this and he was like, oh, shit, I got to get Mike a gift. It's either uh, a thing of Twix or this Chia Pet that's right here at the cash register. I'll go with the Chia Pet. Cause I, like, yeah, got, like, I think the Twix would have been better, you know? Because, like, yeah, I mean, like, like, me and Bobby's reaction was like, oh, it's not great, but, like, I get it. You know, Baby Yoda, it was hot a couple of years ago. You know, it's not out of the realm of, of, of what's hot and new. Mando's starting this, not Mando, uh, Boba Fett starting, which doesn't have uh, Grogu in it. But, yeah, it didn't seem like the most egregious. And... Uh, just so you guys know, so you don't think I am Mr. Not Give Gifts, even with such a shitty gift, I still felt like, well, I owe him something. I don't want to owe anyone anything. So, you know, he took off his hat, and it looks like this man hasn't gotten a haircut nor a shape-up in at least a year. So I brought him to the room, told him, yo, you look like shit. Let me give you a shape-up. And, you know... He likely uh, went home, you know, to his lady, and his lady was probably like, "Oh shit, yo, Joe, what's going on? You looking, you looking right today? Oh shit, that forehead is looking lined the fuck up. Mm, look at them arches. Oh shit." So, Mike, if I understand correctly, you did not get your brother a gift. This this, this haircut <laughs> was in retaliation, <laughs> but in a kind hearted. It was not a bad haircut. You you did him right. You, you, but but my understanding is. There also was no, there was no thought at the at the cash register when Mike was at the drugstore thinking, "What could I get, brother, for for Christmas?" No, because here's the difference. Look, mm. I would rather, I would rather no present at all <laughs> than a <laughs> shitty, thoughtless present. Okay. Yeah. Okay, by the way, my enough. brother and I have a real solid "don't get at each other anything" policy with Christmas. I like that. I like that relationship. Until day before, two days before Christmas, my mom's like, "By the way, your brother bought you something," and in my head, I'm just like. Thinking about the other day where I showed him this, uh, I'm a cast iron pan enthusiast. Just put that aside. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was showing him this old and uh, this old cast iron pan that I saw for sale, this old Wagner number 10. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I was telling him, I'm like, oh man, that'd be really cool. And then immediately I was just like, I tell my mom, I'm like, he bought me the fucking pan, didn't he? And she's like, I can't tell you what you, what you got, what he got you. And I'm like, okay. And then he told me himself, like, 20 minutes later. He's like, hey, I bought you a pan for Christmas. I'm like, fuck. And I got to buy him something. I, had a, I bought him a Mitchell and Ness Warriors pullover uh, sweater thing. All right. Nice. And, you know, your brother, your brother gets you a dope-ass cast iron pad. My brother gets me something that will never leave the box. Fair enough. Um <laughs> How about you guys? Any uh, any shitty Christmas gifts that so, uh? This isn't Christmas. You're willing to put some names on. This isn't Christmas, but this is this might apply to people who like you come. You're like first generation, and you got people visiting from the old country sometimes, and like they want to bring you something because they're visiting your parents, and they're like, "Oh, your parents got some. Sn these people got some snot nosed kids. I guess I should get them something." 
And like, they don't have to get me anything, okay? But sometimes it's just like the number of like Marshalls, cologne, deodorant, gift sets that still had, that they just recently peeled off the $16.99 sticker off of, okay, that I collected over the years. I mean, I got like, at least, I got like at least four different like passport holders. And my brother, my brother's just like, what am I, fucking world, world traveler? He's like, you remember he said, I'm 10 years old. My mom holds my passport. <laughs> And then what really one year what broke us is some lady got a, got him a keychain of a shoe, <laughs> like just a shoe. And my brother and I went to his room, I remember, and we laughed for about forty five <laughs> minutes, just crying, laughing. I mean, look, I'm not a I'm not a big gift person or Christmas person in general. I don't know, I'm not big on this. Is not my favorite holiday at all. Um, I got some stuff I appreciated, um, but this isn't my holiday. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, gifts are always nice, you know. You know, at this point in your life, if someone's going to get, if you don't know, just get someone a bottle of liquor, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even if someone, like, just get them a bottle of whiskey, a decent bottle of whiskey. Get them a decent bottle of bourbon. You know, no one's going to. Even if you don't even drink that much, you'll appreciate it. Give someone a glad bottle of wine. Even if they don't use it, they'll give it to somebody else. You know, they'll re-gift that or something. You can never go wrong with liquor. Okay, unless they're alcoholics. Know a person well enough not to buy them a liquor if they're an alcoholic. But that's that's just my feeling. To you be know? fair, and I'll fill this out here for anyone who's going to give me a gift. Don't give me alcohol because I don't drink. So, like, that really, I mean, I, I get it. It'd be, it'd be a Mike scenario where it'd be like, you got me something. But you don't know me at all because, like, I don't drink this oh, bottle yeah, of but booze. Like, it's mean, not doing me any good. But I think that is generally a safe bet, Bobby. Most No one's going to be offended. Like, it's not useless. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Most people will at least be like, okay, well, I'll have this in the liquor cabinet. And occasionally when we're having people over and they want drinks, we could bust this out. It'll get some use at some point. Oh, they'll be like, oh, uh, this I, is I a nice – Like, oh, you have a nice bottle. I have a nice bottle of whiskey here. Kind of lost on me. Maybe this guest would enjoy it, you know? Anyway. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. You got anything, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess a couple like stories I could tell. So we would usually do Christmas Eve with my mom's side of the family and Christmas Day with my dad's side of the family. And the worst Christmas gift I got was uh, from not my grandparents, but my cousin's grandparents that I, I wasn't directly related to. And, um, you know, they both passed away. They were very sweet old couple Um but obviously, just like for me personally, especially at the time, I think I was around like teenage age, so like 12, 13. And one year they got me and my three other boy cousins. They they got us all yo-yos. <laughs> I was seriously <laughs> like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? Wait a second, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, when, we, when we were 12 or 13, yo-yos were back in vogue. Yeah, the, these weren't Not the, the cool. Yeah, the, yeah, one, never for me. To these, I, these, I think this was past that yo-yo because I do remember. Yeah, they had like the light up yo-yos and all this stuff. This was this was past that. I think when at twelve thirteen, that ship had sailed, and I remember her telling us like, "All right, boys, like, why don't you show us all your yo-yo tricks?" And I was like, what the "Fuck, I can't get this thing to go up and down. I got no tricks." This kid what, what was the no name good? of the thing they put in a yo-yo? That like you had yo-yo had to have this thing so it could stay down. Like a, it was like a part. 
There was a specific yeah, thing in yo yo. My brother was into yo yos. I remember he talking like, about the yo straight skill, baby. No, nah, it wasn't like there weren't like just regular fucking. It wasn't just wooden string, man. There was like something. Well, I know that there were the Duncan yo yos. Those mm-hmm. are like the suit. Mm-hmm. Those are like the high elite like right. trick yo yos. And then you had the yo yos that would like light up. That those are just very easy. Just like yo, you hit that shit, it just stays down, and then it comes back up after a bit. Yeah, like a, an auto thing. This this wasn't any of that. So that that was very. Like, that was probably the like the one gift I was like. What the fuck? And then and then the expectation that there would be a show later that we would showcase different tricks and skills we had with the yo-yo, which I was not proficient with and didn't really have any interest in becoming proficient with. Um, but hedging off of that, I think what. Yeah. So for me like that, going to my cousin's house was always fun to hang out with my cousins and play on their computer because they were big PC guys and they had all like Half-Life and all the cool games there. And the gifts were always kind of whatever you know because the grand the grandparents on my side didn't really have weren't really cued into what was cool and hot so i never really expected much and i would say in the last couple years it's kind of gotten more interesting because we just do the uh the white elephant type gift but it's been really funny i think when we first started doing it i caught my aunt in this scheme her and my cousins had been scheming to to rig the white elephant gift basically get themselves gifts that they liked and then and pick it out and then be happy with the gifts they they got and i and i caught my aunt she was the first one to go and she picked the gift so quickly i said that's the gift you bought huh and she's like what no that i I don't know what this gift is like you bought that gift for yourself didn't you you don't know what white elephant's about we're all supposed to get shitty gifts that no one really likes you don't pick a gift out that you get for yourself and she's tried to play this game multiple times with me. Well, she'll try to like, oh, I'm going to pick this gift. And I, and I was like, I know you know what's in that gift. And I steal the shit she wants back. So I was like, no, you don't understand this game. It's not about getting what you want. It's about we all get shit we don't really want. I like the war zone use. that is Mark's white elephant exchange. Oh, I caught her red-handed, Bobby. She didn't. She didn't realize it. I was like, you can't play this game. This is not how this is played. Okay, we all get. We all end up with something that is neutral and non-offensive, and no one's really happy. Okay, you can't play these games with white elephant. Well, you know, we got a white. We got a secret Santa contest. Mike's my secret Santa. I already know. Well, it's not. It's not a contest. Or not a contest. Mm-hmm. A give exchange. Mike, well, you didn't have to spill the beans that you were my secret Santa. It would have been fine, me not knowing. I'm just saying. Well, the uh, the gift just shipped today, so. All right, is it going to my house or is it going to my parents' house, just as I'm asking? Uh, your parents' house. Ah, that's fair. Yeah. No problem. Um, all right. Well, okay, there's no real structure to this, but I guess we can talk about some of the stuff that uh, we got into this year that, like, I don't know, that stuck with us. Um. I really liked watching The Crown. Like, mm-hmm. I really did. And um, it's very much on me that I didn't get into it sooner than I did. Um, I know Mike, I gave Mike a bunch of shit for not getting me into it because Mike knows me as well as he does. But in fairness, Mike did say probably multiple times every time there was a new season, I should watch The Crown. Um, and I don't know. Maybe I just, you know, I think I told myself there was there was going to be more about relationship bullshit than the like the history of the time. But then I still like the relationship bullshit too. I still like, I'm not like, you know, normally that type of shit's not for me, you know, but like the context of it is important historically always in what's happening and how it affects, you know, the queen and the, and I'm, the crown is the story of the monarchy or the, the reign of queen Elizabeth, the second, second, right? Maybe the current queen of England. Okay. 
Um, and uh, just, I really like it. It's really well done. I'm very excited for season five, I think is next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's coming. I think it'll probably come towards the end of next year, if I'm guessing, right? Correct, because we got a paparazzi snap mm-hmm. about a month and a half ago of them filming the Revenge Dress episode. Yes, exactly. Um, that's another, that's one. Another thing, and I'm going to take, and I pretty much forced this TV show down a lot of people's throats, um, Mark included, uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um, you, I really didn't get people, I, you know, normally it's hard to, to say someone to watch a TV show and be like, like, yeah, I almost hesitate to tell someone a show's really good just cause you know, you don't know. It may not like, it's a TV show. It's a movie. A lot of people have different tastes. Um, but this one, I'm just telling people it's one of the best shows on TV. Um, and I'm, I read that they're going to start filming season three, uh, in February. It's a, I know that they planned a three episode arc, um, a three season arc. Um, I don't know if they'll stick to that because this is the show for Apple TV. And I wouldn't, it wouldn't begrudge me. I wouldn't begrudge any of those people if the Apple br- backed up the Brinks truck, you know? I and mean, they, it's, it's hands down Apple TV's most successful show. It is the most successful comedy on TV or whatever TV is defined as now, but like it is the most successful half an hour comedy television program that exists right now. It's that it won all the fucking Emmys. That's the show. It has got universal praise. Um, my I, I I told Mark to watch it. Mark and I pretty much browbeat um, young Christopher who works with us into watching it. I told my dad to watch it. My mom watches it. Um, Mike already was watching it. I don't think I'm responsible for that. Um, By the way, young Christopher can't be that young anymore. You've been calling him young Christopher for a long time. No, nah, he's just younger than us. No, nah, Chris is like, what's Chris? 31, 32, something like that. You know, like 32 or something. 32, yeah. yeah um, young Chris has back problems. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we all do. It's <laughs> the most relatable part of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh show's just really good. And I'm, you know. If this is it after season three, okay, I'm okay with that, man. If you're if you're creating something and you're done, you're done. As much I was talking about the Watchmen series from a couple years ago with some family friends this weekend, and as we we all loved it, you know, everybody in this podcast loved the Watchmen show, and I'm sure I would have liked another season, but man, it was one year and it was awesome. That was what one year was great, and I didn't, you know. Not saying the second year would have been worse or anything, but I don't have to wonder if they were going to fuck it up. They didn't. They had a one-year story, and they killed it. So if Ted Lasso calls it a day, you know, at the end of this, that's uh, that's cool with me. And uh, shout out to Mark for, and you guys also for recommending Harley Quinn to me. I've watched that mm. those two seasons like five times at this point. Mm, Mostly, oh, that's an exaggeration, but I've watched it a few times at least. And King Shark, played by Ron Funches, is one of the funniest characters on television. When he just, when uh, Dr. Psycho tries to sell him out to the Bane goons and he just yells, Ooh, your treachery knows no bounds. I've used that line multiple times to people who don't even watch the show and they get confused. So it makes me happy. But yeah, that's some of the, you know, I was pretty much focused on shows. That That's the stuff I will continue to watch. Uh, Marcus, 
got anything that you watch this year that you think really is going to stick with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think mostly for something like this, it, like you mentioned, a show that that I wasn't already kind of tuned in on because I mean, yeah, we could. I think all the Marvel stuff has been great this year, but I was already looking forward to those a lot. Um, so I did mention it a few weeks back, um, and it it probably has been the show I enjoyed the most this year has been um, Joe Para talks with you, uh, and and that was wasn't really off a recommendation. That was purely just looking through HBO Max and looking at a thumbnail and being like, I don't know, this seems like it could be fun, um, and giving it a shot and kind of just and, and I think that kind of organic finding a show is can be very impactful if it does stick with you. I've definitely tried other shows and they haven't stuck with me, but um, yeah, I think that show is very unique and special and i've thoroughly enjoyed it um for christmas uh christine got me the book joe para just came out with which is um i can't remember what it's called it's basically a bathroom book for people that aren't peeing and pooing but that are using the bathroom as an escape and it's basically like a picture book it's a one sit read it is a bathroom like you finish this in the course of using the restroom because it's it's not a very long read um but it's very much in the vein of his comedy and very much could have just been an episode of joe para um talks with you which are you know basically if you didn't hear the episode we did a, couple, a few weeks back where i kind of talked about it on stuff we like um it's an adult swim show episodes clock in you know a little over 10 minutes uh the basic concept is there's some core concept that is going to be the focal point of the episode or or so you think um, and oftentimes it kind of skews into some kind of personal thing that Joe is going through in that particular episode. Um, and what I really liked about it, it has a lot of the same attributes that Ted Lasso did, where it's 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 kind hearted. It's not mean spirited. And I think a lot of shows kind of especially comedy shows can be mean spirited where you're kind of laughing at a character because of their buffoonishness or their antisocial behavior or what have you. And this is really a show where it's it's really wholesome and it's it's just fun and clever, well-written, well-acted. And overall, it just, it just gives you the warm fuzzies inside, which is something that I appreciate in a show. I don't think a lot of shows really strive to do that. I think it's kind of hard to achieve, but the earnestness of this guy and, you know, what he talks about um, and the situations he goes through and how he handles those is just really just like, it's just nice. It's just nice, wholesome, fun, good stuff. So it's been a pleasure to kind of come across this comedian and get to enjoy his show. Um, I did end up just buying season three. It hasn't been on HBO Max. I'm sure it will get on HBO Max soon. It just wrapped on Adult Swim. So maybe in the coming months they'll post it. I don't know what the turnaround is for that stuff. But um, you know, when I, when I knew season three was happening, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll definitely throw down you know 20 bucks to Google Play to be able to watch this as they come out because i really couldn't wait and the book was an extension of that same type of humor and you know i hope the show goes on and it's successful and even if it doesn't i'd be interested to see what joe decides to do going forward um and and mike i was a little interested because the other week you did allude to that maybe you started watching it but i don't think i was on the episode after that so did you end up watching it and what did you think about it because i didn't hear that i know this might be old news for listeners if you did cover it before not not old news yet, and thank you for reminding me to give it a go. I still have to give it a watch. Oh, okay, okay. You, you made a message on our chat that I thought maybe you saw it. I, I definitely, rec- I think, like Bobby said, it's always tough. I and mean, we give recommendations literally every week, and I don't expect anyone on the show or listening to the show to watch or even attempt to consume all the stuff, let alone anything that we recommend. Just throwing it out there, if you do see it, um, I do really recommend it. Uh, 
it is just something that yeah it, like like Harley Quinn I've watched it multiple times it has been funny on many different levels um yeah and I couldn't recommend it enough outside of that um I couldn't really think of anything that well, I you're wasn't... on the lasso train of course well sure yeah yeah no Ted Lasso's a fantastic show I was just kind of thinking of personal stuff that I got into this year um, and the one thing that I always dip a toe into and mainly just read, but have never really fully committed myself to the hobby. Um, I get interested in Warhammer 40k from time to time and I'll read up. I have a couple codexes that I bought from like half price books for eight bucks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the mm -hmm. hell is Warhammer 40k? So Warhammer 40k is a tabletop army building game. If you ever been to like one of those hardcore board games, they probably have 40k stuff. It's a very popular war game, but it's basically um, it is if you know what StarCraft is, it's basically the guys that made StarCraft wanted to make a 40k game and they didn't get the licensing for it. I mean, de technically World of Warcraft and StarCraft, it was Blizzard wanting to make a Warhammer and Warhammer 40k games and they didn't get the licensing. So they kind of just pivoted off that and made their own. So it's very much in that vein. Space Marines, Space Orcs. It's basically in the far grim future of, you know, 4000 AD or what have you, you know, there's nothing but war. Humanity has scoured across the universe and there's aliens. And it's basically it, to, to kind of really sum it up. I, I, I've always thought 40K is kind of one of the coolest sci-fi properties that has really not been captured in pop culture yet. I mean, I think with the hardcore kind of geek nerd people, they know what 40K is and maybe some people play it. It's an extremely expensive hobby. The 40K minis are very expensive. People take great detail to paint them in high detail. Um, there's a ton of lore and books around it. And, you know, years ago when I finally kind of dipped my toe, and it was actually because, and this leads to a game announcement they made, they, about a decade ago, they made a, space marine video game based off 40k and that's i think that's kind of where i really dip my toe in and i love that game um i always wish there would be a sequel that never seemed like there was going to be until the game awards a couple weeks ago they actually announced they're making a, a space marine 2 you know well after a decade after it's been out but i think that's kind of what got me into the learning about the game and it's it's just really like when you get into what the space marines are and like they're basically like they create little hulks and put them in Hulkbuster armor. And, you know, they have these machine guns that are actually shooting missiles instead of bullets and it, it, chainsaw swords and everything that's kind of like badass and metal as fuck is kind of what 40K is kind of all about in their aesthetic. And it's always been this thing, like, once I read up on it, I was like, damn, this shit is really fucking cool. And it's kind of a travesty. They've had many video games and many attempts to kind of reach a more broader audience and it really hasn't connected and i think it needs something like a television show or a well-produced movie which would be tough to do because there's so much to, to kind of dive into and get used to but it's a really badass fucking awesome universe that still hasn't really caught on and i'm not going to be surprised in the next decade when they do land a Netflix show or some type of movie and kind of do get into the, you know, subculture of, you know, pop culture. and geek It's culture not that big yet. I mean, it's big, but it's only big within a limited. I mean, cause now geek culture is pop culture, you know, comic books and video games um, and all that stuff is as big as anything else, you know, as far as pop culture goes, but 40 K really hasn't. I mean, it's gotten more popular 
I think the younger generation, because I see a lot of memes about it and stuff, and it definitely seems like there is a fan base there. But it just it, you can't go up to someone on the street, it, like like Mike. If it was if it breached pop culture, when I said 40k, Mike wouldn't question what it is, and and most people do. Um, I'm not, I did. I've heard Warhammer 40k. A, a lot. I mean, we I've talk said, about it in the office a lot because Chris. No, is before the that even, I knew what it was. I, I mean, I, I knew it. Like mm. I'd heard it before, and I never really like dove into it. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe because it's just me. You hang out on Reddit enough, you learn about a bunch of random shit mm, just scrolling sure. the front page, and you're like, oh, that's yeah, that. And okay. I, and. and more recently kind of where it got a little bit of um kind of mainstream notoriety was uh henry cavill the guy that plays witcher and superman he was on was it bill graham it's this english guy he does a talk show and he was on that talk show with tom holland and zydea because they're all doing press for witcher and spider-man and bill graham was kind of razzing like oh like what kind of you know you have lots of interesting hobbies and Henry talks about like, oh yeah, I'm into you know Warhammer 40k, and Bill's kind of like, oh, what is that? Like, it's like it's like Warhammer or like Warcraft. He's like, no, no, no. It's, oh, Graham it's, Norton. Yeah, Graham Norton. Yeah, that's a good show. Just putting that out. There. It is. Yeah, it is. So, but Graham Norton was kind of jabbing at him, being like, oh, like you know, here's this buff guy, and he's into this geeky things. He's painting little armies, and and, and he's kind of ribbing him and stuff. And what what kind of turned around like him just ribbing him was like Tom Holland was like, that sounds fun. Like I'd love to go to your place and do that. And that kind of gave it the notoriety <laughs> of like it's not just like the basement dwelling people that are into this stuff. And, and when I finally read into it and kind of read like, you know, what goes into like these armies and the factions and what stuff and all that, it was just like, Oh, this stuff's actually really fucking metal and cool and badass. And it always just, I always thought like this could be potentially reach a much greater audience. It just needs that vehicle to kind of get there. So yeah, I've been reading up on 40 K stuff I, and every now and then I kind of dip my toe in, um, and I guess I could recommend. I guess uh, I did get a Marvel made a small series. I think it was like Mag. It was like Warhammer 40k Magnus, whatever. It's like one of the main Space Marine guys, and it was a little four or five series graphic novel I picked up, and that was really good. And I was like, man, make this into a movie, and this could really get some people interested. But yeah, I guess that's kind of th- stuff this year that I didn't necessarily think I was going to get into, or jumped back into that i wasn't necessarily think i was going to so warhammer 40k looks expensive yeah based off, it's, uh, it, what i'm seeing here yeah you build these armies and just to get like a little set of five space marines is like fucking 75 dollars. it's insane and you need like you know eight of those to make a little army and then like even to play then you have to have a huge table that has all this terrain and shit and you need a lot of space to play it um and the rule sets are kind of crazy you're rolling tons of dice i got into a couple of youtube channels i think there's a uh, 40k in 40 minutes they kind of cut down and and, and, the, and the sessions take like three to four hours um so it's a huge investment and i have not invest actually playing the game just reading up on it i've always really enjoyed it um yeah so that's, that's some interesting stuff this year i kind of dove back into well, I guess that uh, that I think that leads into one of the first things I want to talk about that can't really say I got back into it this year. I I've tried to, but um, you know, life and trying to move out took took precedence over it. But uh, uh, one day during the summer, I was out with the, one of my uh, oldest friends, uh, Jose, and. Uh, he was one of the uh, the nerds I played Dungeons and Dragons with when I was a uh, I was a kid, and nice. we were maybe about five uh, rum and cokes in when we were like, "Yo, we should totally get back into playing Dungeons and Dragons." And 
in the middle, like uh, when I got home in the middle of the night, I drunkenly bought all of the core books. That's um, right. I remember. And, you know, I've bought a lot of the things uh, to eventually get back into playing it. Um, it's really just more a matter of finding the time to do it because go figure. You have a lot less free time when you're 36 than you did when you are 16. What's up, Bob? Does I'm imagining this does exist. Does the technology exist for you two to play together? There's like, like I mean, not the technology, but like, is there a way for you to, cause Mark plays like somewhat regularly. It's, it's a lot harder to play online. It really, to, to at least I, also when I played YouTube wasn't even a thing yet when I was 16. I like the last time I played, I was 16. Um, I don't know if people really play online. Uh, to to best of my knowledge, it really is a thing where you really do got to play it in person. Um, you know, there's a bit of a a bit of acting that happens that maybe you can't really do um, over a, a Skype connection. And um, now, uh, you know, it's it's a much more of a tabletop game than it was uh, back in the day, where um, you know battles are I think very sim in a way similar to Warhammer 40k where you'll have uh, figurines, you'll have terrain, and you'll have different dungeons and things like that. Um, I mean, I would entertain the possibility of playing online, but I don't think that would really work out very well. Um, I was just curious, since, you know. But it is something that I um, am interested in getting back into. Um, obviously not for the rest of this year, because there's about six days left in this year. Um, so that's one thing that I'm starting to dip my toes back into. Um, really embracing my uh, my former nerddom um, to 110%. Uh, one thing that it's this is basically the the biggest stuff I like from this year. Um, and now I don't go more than two days without using it. But I am fully invested in the scoot life now, man. I I nice. love my I love my scooter. Um, I embrace the fact that I look like a fucking dork with my helmet on um, and look even more like a dork because I have way too much hair for the helmet I have. So my normal process is I place the helmet on the head and then I got to give my head a solid two to three wax to really get the helmet on there mm. um, because I, I, I have too much hair. Um, I love that. Pretty much anything within a three-mile radius, um, I don't take the train for now at this point. I just uh, take my scooter, or as I've lovingly uh, named her, Sandra. Um, I take Sandra to any place. Um, I've started to really get reckless <laughs> with how I ride Sandra, where I'm just weaving in and out of traffic now. Um, now that I've gotten really comfortable uh, riding her. <laughs> Oh, this is going to end well. <laughs> He's got the helmet, though. He's got the helmet. It's not going to protect his legs and arms and torso. But, but uh, yeah, I really, really love it. Even uh, even rode Sandra all the way to my apartment, my, well, my uh, future apartment in Queens um, this past uh, this past Friday. Nice. I, I learned that that uses up maybe about 50% of the power. Uh, to get from my parents' place over to my new apartment in Queens. So I think I will eventually, sometime in the new year, invest in a e-bike at this point um, as well. So 
I, I really, if I don't have to, I don't want to take the train. Um, so I'm basically finding any reason to eschew having to take the train for my morning commutes. So I will probably get uh, an e-bike as well to complement my e-scooter. Um, I don't want to say I've gotten into podcasts this year because I've been listening to podcasts for God knows how long at this point and doing one for, for the last decade. Um, but one particular podcast that over the last month I have just been binging, and I think I said it as a stuff we like uh, at the beginning of the month, mm-hmm. was uh, American Scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, they have so many episodes that I've just literally just had that podcast on um, for for the last month, and I don't even think I've gotten through half of the episodes yet. Uh, so I think to that vein, I've really started to get into besides american scandal i really started to get into more um like uh, american history podcasts um from the from the 20th century yeah and, <laughs> and you know i'm really starting to dive into being an old man so are you digging this nice. season of slow burn this season of snow burns with rodney king right yeah um i've listened to every episode as are it's you, come out i'm not getting much out of this I'm not learning much. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Not that I, I don't. I feel know, also though. I wasn't like. Sound, sound like you little racist then. No, nah, man. What like I maybe. To say? I don't know. Maybe I just like I've seen enough of the stuff. None of this stuff is new information to me. I don't know. I like maybe. It's not like I live in L.A. either. I'm from up here, but like, I feel the Rodney King stuff. It is not I'm, not. I'm not getting a lot of depth you. here. <laughs> I agree with you. Um. I don't think there's nearly as much to uh, to to dig out on the Rodney King stuff as some of their previous seasons. Um, well, like the David Duke one, I didn't know shit. Yeah, and maybe it's, I'm just applying it to my own blind spots of spots of knowledge. But like, it's not like they're giving me a lot of detail about these motherfuckers in the Rodney King one. Also, where I'm like, yeah, there was a trial, and they fucked it up, and then here we are. And like, I was just like, yep, that's and it was like the whole thing about there being like tension between the Korean shop owners and. Yeah, we knew that. that right. I mean, it's like we knew that, and they're like the reasoning for explaining it is just like, oh, they you know the Korean shop owners came here and they build homes here and they're like they had businesses here. Like that was like a sentence, and like that was it. Like I don't know, I'm not and learning anything. I, I, I think part of it is you have likely seen you know five to ten documentaries on the LA riots. There, yeah, there's also that um, when the LA riots happened, you're what six or seven years old. I don't remember um, it, but like. But you live yeah. in you live in California, so yeah. it's probably something that's a lot more prescient for for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've had a lot more exposure to to the LA riots and Rodney King, as opposed to David Duke. Um, all I knew about David Duke was oh, he was a he was a grand wizard. Yeah, but even like, didn't you think like the Clinton one? Like we lived through the Clinton impeachment. I felt I at least learned some. I don't know. Maybe I was just enjoying that we actually interviewed Linda Tripp. That was wild. Um, but like in general, I thought the Clinton one was like. I knew everything more or less, I thought, going into that. And, like, maybe not every detail about it, but I felt like gained something out of that. I feel like I'm getting, like, I'm not coming out of this. If I told someone to listen to this podcast, I'd be like, you don't have to. I mean, if you did listen to it, you wouldn't, li- you don't listen to that season, whatever. Like, so far. I know I mean, it's I, over. Are we I, done, basically, with it, too? I think it was. I, yeah. I think it's also, I mean, the, the Bill Clinton one, I mean, we're talking about the U.S. president. We're talking about a ton of political intrigue. We're talking 
you know, we're talking about one of the big, literally one of the biggest scandals of, you know, the, the 20th century. It feels like they saw that, like, police brutality has been a real hot topic. I mean, a lot of times they picked their topics based on what's happening recently. So, obviously, they didn't pick David Duke by accident, obviously, with Trump out there, right? I mean, um, but, like, I just felt like they were just like, okay, well, we should talk about this because, you know, we got we talk about, you know, George Floyd and now we'll talk about Rodney King and yada, yada, yada. But, like, I don't know. I don't think they did that good of a job. Basically, yeah. I think there was I think if there was if there was there might have been more out there for me to actually for us to get into like a little bit of it. But well, they're just like describing the news footage we've all seen of the poor son of a bitch who got pulled out of his truck and got a fucking brick slammed on his head. Like we well, like, know, literally not, just describing that. Not not every season can be a monster season. It's not bad. It's just I don't know. I was just we're talking about you mentioning history podcast and that was one we both listened to. And I was just like, anyway. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, just one last thing is um, one of my New Year's resolutions from last year was um, I wanted to get back into running, and specifically I set a goal to run 500 miles this year. Um, and you know, having a concrete number made it like, all right, if I'm telling myself I have to run 500 miles, this is not something I can just do, you know, like the last three months out of the year. So like. It was something that I actually had to plan for and dedicate. Like I have to run X number of uh, miles each month. If I don't do X number of miles, then that just means I had to run more miles average the rest of the year. So um, that kept me honest. And sure enough, um, I was able to run at least 40 miles um, every every month. Uh, the first three months were really hard because I was not in shape for running anymore. And it was fucking January in New York City. So you can imagine. And I hate running on a treadmill as well. So you can imagine just how brutal it was running outside. Um, but I was able to complete the goal. And, um, you know, I That's really awesome, enjoy dude. I really enjoy running again. And, um, you know, don't like going more than a few days without getting some type of running. So, um, good on you, man. That's great. Yeah. All right. What's your, uh, what's your match of the year? Well, uh, you guys are watching wrestling this year. Uh, I, I don't want to, I, I think I, I one is hard. I, I don't want to go with, I think the, the obvious ones, like I'm not going to go with, um, Bianca, Bear, Bianca Belair and, and Sasha Banks. I was even even thinking about that one. That that one can easily be a the moment match. was better than the match, but it was good. It was a good match. Um, this might not be on uh, on a lot of people's number one, but mm. um, for me, it's gonna be the unsanctioned lights out match between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Um, that was badass. For me, I think it's because you don't often see women in that type of match, and the fact that you saw and. And another thing, you don't often see – well, you know what? You don't often see women in that type of match, and you're really not going to see, I mean, women that look like Britt Baker in that type of match either. Mm. And she was all fucking for it. Like, she gigged herself. She was she was just ready to go. I mean, Thunder Rosa was also, like, all like all in for it, you know, all committed into it. Um, and on top of that, it was an excellent match. Um, you know, wrestling is a lot of wrestling is about you remember moments. That's all it is. What you remember. The crowd remembers moments. And that was that was Britt Baker became a made woman that night. Yeah. She became the 
superstar of their women's division, one of the biggest stars in their company that night. And she, that, that was a, that, that was the night she became. That was like her. That was her Stone Cold Bret Hart moment, where like the picture of Stone Cold bleeding in his face. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was Becky Lynch getting in the crowd with a busted face. It's wrestling's all about moments, and that was her moment. It's really. all, it's it's all about indelible images, and yeah. that image of Britt Baker just a mask of blood on mm-hmm. her face, and her looking up with like a kind of crazy and deranged look. Mm-hmm. Hell, I think they sell T-shirts of that. AEW does, and mm-hmm. I also think that image is in her like entrance video as well now. Yeah, that was. I really liked um, Brian and Kenny. And I'm not making you feel bad that you missed that while trying to get there on time. But Brian and Kenny for the 30 minute draw. Honestly, Brian is the best wrestler in the world. Brian had Brian and Suzuki beating the fuck out of each other on YouTube that one time where that whole match had two bumps. All they did was old man slap each other and grapple. That was the whole fucking match. It was the type of match I think Mark would really appreciate, actually. Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson, mm. old man, smacked each other for like 20 minutes. Um, it's on straight up YouTube. I'll actually send it to you at some point. Um, and then Brian and Hangman going an hour was nuts. Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the world. I mean, it's him and Kenny, probably. AJ's up there. Um, but uh, that whole pay-per-view they did, um, I think it was all out. It was all out, yeah. That Ruby Soho debuted. Yep. Suzuki Suzuki came out and pile drive Moxley. Um, and then uh, they had uh, Adam Cole debut. And then they also did a thirty second. A minute later, they debuted Brian Danielson. It's the best wrestling pay per view I've seen. All out. That forever. that was also. I think that one also had a top match of the year candidate uh, FTR versus uh, the Lucha Brothers, wasn't it? Wasn't that the uh, the pay per view? Mm, yeah, I don't. No, 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 maybe no, 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 no. That was that was full oh, gear. That was uh, the Young Bucks versus. That was Lucha that Brothers. was on full gear though. That was, was that, last, full that, was, gear? that was full gear because that was the same one that they that uh. Oh, no, no, you're right. It was. No, you're right. It was. It was that one. You're right. It was all. It was all out when they yeah. had the cage match when the motherfucker spike uh taped thumbtacks to his shoe and was super kicking people. That was a wild show. That was the that was top to bottom. Match. The best wrestling pay-per-view I've seen probably, I don't know how long. I can't remember anyone recently that was that good. Um, I'm really, just real quick, I'm all in on this hook bullshit. It is so fun. Um, Mark, I'm not sure you're in on the loop. I know you're not in the loop on this. But Taz's son, his name is Hook. And Taz's son hasn't really done much. He didn't do anything for about a year. He's just been on TV. Me and he looks, people. and he's just a really, he's a very pretty man. He he looks like he should be on Riverdale, has been the joke about okay. Hook. And he's Taz's son, which is kind of funny. Um, but he's got just like a fuckboy haircut. And he's coming out wearing hoodies. And like all he's done so far before we started wrestling in the last month is that like he'll like grab people and suplex them on the outside dressed like his dad. Which makes me, it's weird that I feel like warm and fuzzy about that. He's tossing people <laughs> around. This kid his his popularity has become a meme straight up it became a meme internet loves hook mm-hmm. the fans are called hookers okay um and then the kid finally wrestled and this kid's like really good like he's got charisma he has a, his theme song for some reason is by action bronson like there's been no explanation of that 
he uh he does fucking all of his dad's moves. He's throwing dudes in the air with C-Stuff. He's picking up big motherfuckers and T-Bone suplexing them. He's doing shoulder arm over. Mike, if you didn't watch Taz at all, this is what Tao Taz wrestled. He was a five foot eight version of this. It looked but, mean. But what <laughs> right? I don't get is that I've seen I've seen old videos of Taz. Taz was short and stocky, like a like a fire hydrant. Yeah. Hook Hook is not that. Like, how yeah. does Hook get all of this power? I don't. I mean, no. Well, no. Taz was very strong. Taz used to pick up Bam Bam Bigelow and throw his ass over the place. Taz was strong. Hook is tall though. Like Hook is like Hook is like six foot tall. And he's yoked, and the fucking women love him. <laughs> and I like this kid's gonna be a star. And I just like that. Like he's CM Punk had the highest selling T-shirt for AEW every week for four months until last week. And now Hook is just a white T-shirt that says Hook on the front. Hook. That's the whole shirt. It says Hook on the front. Um, yeah. Um, Marcus, what's your game mm-hmm. of the year? Uh, yeah, it, to be honest, uh, not the strongest year for games, uh, not to not really unexpected to because of COVID seeing that and also it being kind of like the first full year of, you know, a new generation of consoles. Um, I have been thinking about this. I, I'm, it might be Ratchet and Clank uh, ripped apart or rift apart. I can't remember what the subtitle of. I really enjoyed that game. And even having watched someone play most of it, playing it myself, I did find myself just enthralled um, and would play longer sessions than I normally would. Um, other games I really enjoyed, Gardens of the Galaxy was probably the game I was anticipating the most that I think also lived up to my anticipation. I really enjoyed that game. I thought the story was really interesting. Uh, combat and exploration were fine in that, but just the characterization, the writing in that game was really strong, and I really enjoyed it. Um, other than that, there is a game I was going to talk about in Stuff We Like that I just... Um, I mean, that's what we're doing playing. anyway. Go nuts. Yeah, I'll just go into <laughs> Stuff We Like. Um, the last couple of weeks, I have been playing this game called Wonder Labyrinth, which is actually based off of the old manga anime uh, record of Lotus War, which is funny enough, based off of this one Japanese guy's second edition D&D game he was playing with his friends that he turned into a, a manga in a uh, long-running anime series. Um, and this just is basically a Metroidvania, but in a world of a lot of indie games that do Metroidvania-like gameplay, it's probably been my favorite one. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the mechanics in it being very friendly, uh, user-friendly. Uh, and overall, the difficulty of the game, I think, being fairly simple... There hasn't been a lot of times where I ran into difficulty spikes where I was kind of just stuck um, and couldn't progress because my skill level wasn't there. The mechanics in the game that allow you to regenerate health and MP for your magic and the power of the magic has made getting through the game fairly simple, um, which has made it really enjoyable. Um, Visually, the pixel art's fantastic. I say that about so many games nowadays, but yeah, Wonder Labyrinth was really kind of a late addition to my play schedule that I've thoroughly enjoyed. I, I do think it's one of my favorite games of the year. Um, and th- just to piggyback off that, some of the stuff that I've consumed over the last couple of weeks, because I wasn't on last week's episode, uh, over the weekend, Encanto, uh, Disney's latest animated film came on Disney plus I was interested in seeing it when it was just in theaters but when I heard it was coming on Disney plus a couple weeks after uh theater release I was like I'll just wait for it um we ended up watching that Christmas day or Christmas Eve and that was a really fun you know very much in the vein of those animated films lots of songs 
Um, and the one thing I told Bobby that I was really impressed with, if, if this is the case, the main character is voiced by, um, was it Rosie? I always get her name wrong on Brooklyn Rosa. Nine-Nine. Rosa. I don't know if she's doing the singing as well, or if they got someone else, but there's a lot of songs. And if she is doing the singing, that's a ripple of talent I didn't know she had. Um, yeah, so that, that was a really enjoyable flick. Um, there's a couple of Pixar uh, movies I've missed out on that I want to catch up uh, on because they are on Disney Plus. But Enchanto was on the service. I picked it up. Really liked. Uh, really enjoyed my time watching it. I mentioned this show a while ago. Um, a Hulu original show now. A uh, Letter Kenny had been gone for a couple years because of COVID. Um, they just released their tenth or eleventh season. Uh, I think it was just on Sunday. Um, and I really enjoyed that show and it really hasn't missed a beat after COVID or anything like that. It's, it's a, it's a fun sitcom that is lighthearted, uh, very much about kind of the back country of Canada, which is really, it was a show that I remember seeing trailers for and advertised and it really did not seem to be my cup of tea. And then once I gave it a shot, I, I did really enjoy it. And I've been enjoying this new season. I think we're like three episodes in. Uh, and then lastly, I did pick up, this game I saw trailers for a couple months ago. It came out a couple weeks or maybe a month ago, and I didn't pick it up. It's on sale now on PSN. It's called Backbone. It's also on um, Xbox Game Pass. And this is another kind of, I mean, it, it looks like it should be a point-and-click adventure game, but from playing it, it seems like it's a much more just narrative-based game where you're kind of picking dialogue choices. There's not a ton of the point-and-click mechanics where you're getting different items in your inventory and using those items to solve puzzles. There is some light puzzle solving, but it's mostly has to do with your conversations and the dialogue options that you pick. Again, another game that has fucking fantastic pixel art. I, I can't, I, I say that all the time is it, it really becomes almost ambiguous and it's hard to really just, you know, articulate how beautiful some of these games are. But uh, yeah, Mike, you had a question. Uh, just quick interlude mm -hmm. to your, uh, I think, open thought on whether Stephanie Beatrice, a.k.a. Rosa, a.k.a. Right. Mirabel Madrigal, mm -hmm. if she uh, sings the songs. Uh, mm -hmm. Based on Wikipedia, she uh, Mirabel doesn't have a like singing voice person credited. So it oh, looks so like it's, probably, yeah. it looks Which like I'm she not does it. Surprise, I don't think they do that a lot. They usually, I think, usually do get voice actors that are going to be able to do all those performances, but it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, and I think with Disney, especially with um, Frozen, they're looking to have hit songs to, for kids to sing over and over again. And, th and that was a really impactful film. Um, back to Backbone. It's kind of de a detective noir kind of game. And it takes place in a world where basically everyone's anim anamorphic animals. So all the people are different types of animals. You play as a raccoon detective and there's all kinds of race things depending on what species you are and stuff. And I'm not super far into it, but just visually and the writing in it has been really strong. And I really look forward to uh, playing more of it. So that's what I got this week. So, yeah, that's it. Very nice. Did we talk about Hawkeye last week? Uh, we don't did, think didn't we? We did. We did? We did. We talked I, about Hawkeye and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, right? But I wasn't here, so I don't know. I think we talked about, about Spider-Man. Uh, Hawkeye had not had its... Um, You're right. It wouldn't have finished yet. Up. Yeah. So oh. we didn't talk about Hawkeye. Hawkeye hadn't had its finale yet. No. That, it happened on Wednesday last week. It happened on Wednesday. Yeah. The show's on Monday. 
It happened last Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, this bro. Wednesday starts Boba Fett. They oh. really got him back to back. Um, ended real fast. Um, y- Yelena was the best part of one of, of uh, the Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch, the uh, Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. The best part of this show, too. Yeah. Close second. I really came around with this on this dude, the stepfather. I, I remember the oh, first sure, episode yeah. or so, the stepfather. I was telling Mark, I'm like, this dude is comically evil. Like, it's a joke how evil they make him sound. Like, arch. And then, like, through episode three or so, I'm like, oh, this is intentional. Okay. I'm starting to get into this guy. Then towards the end, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're leading into this dude. And then he just became the Count of Monte Cristo at the end. Fucking uh, fencing motherfuckers in the street. I was like, I would watch a show with this dude. This guy, I want the sequel with this guy. Um... Yelena, though, fucking Florence Pugh's such a good actress. Yeah. I know. She's I mean, I've seen her in two fucking things. Both scene of stealer. Slam dunk. Like, she killed the fucking um, Fighting With My Family movie. Okay? Just killed it. This movie, well, this show and the movie, her, every, her, if she, if they do a second season and she's not in there with, with uh, Kate Bishop, well, we're just wasting our time here. Like, what, what are we doing if she's not in it? They are so, they're, their chemistry together is excellent too. Like, just what it was from the first scene with the macaroni and cheese thing. That was just hilarious to me from that point forward. Um, I was real sure Kingpin was dead when he got hit by a fucking car. I'm like, is that it? Did we kill him already? <laughs> We're done here. Um, show ended fine. Um, I think overall it's probably my second or third. I think third favorite of the series so far. Um, of the live action ones, I didn't finish. What if? I think. Um, well, yeah. There's only been three live action, right? Four. So four. Yeah. Uh, Loki, WandaVision, WandaVision Loki, uh, Winter Cap- Soldier, Captain America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's four. And this one, yeah. Yeah. Go first is Loki. WandaVision probably second, um, because Agatha really I think pushed it over the top for me. Um, that montage, that whole montage about with Agatha really pushed that that. That was one of the best things Cap- that Marvel's Captain done. Captain Han just does it for me just normally as well. She's just good in everything. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this one and then probably. Not that the Captain, not, not the Falcon and Winter Soldier, not Fac- Falcon and Winter Soldier was bad. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just, I could have not watched it. It felt like, like I've been fine. It does nothing of consequence I felt. I mean, maybe, maybe something will at the end with whatever homeboy turned out to be at the end with Elaine from Seinfeld. What was the character's name? No, I don't know. Fake captain, uh, fake, 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 fake captain America's name. Yeah, what US character agent did come at the end? US yeah. Agent, agent. Yeah, maybe that comes and becomes something at the end. But like, you know, this was really good. Hawkeye was good. My um, my only gripes with Hawkeye is that Yelena didn't come in until episode five, and we only got an episode of Kingpin. Was I supposed to mm-hmm. believe what's his name is Catch an Arrow good at fighting? Uh. Ma- what's his name? Kazi. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, what? Is it? I'm like, I'm like. I guess this- in the in the comics, Kazi is like a badass, but we didn't get that from the show. Getting a being a badass and catching an arrow is a whole different fucking can of worms. Like, I, I feel like they go hand in hand, Bobby. You can't be a badass if you can't catch an arrow. I don't know if like Black Widow could have caught an arrow or Yelena could catch an arrow. No, of course they can, Bobby. Yeah, they of can course they can. They're badass. Of course they can. Type of I don't fucking know. question. Is yeah, that? I don't. Some people didn't like the. Oh, Stefan isn't here, but Stefan Murmark, he didn't really dig the OA Kingpin. 
Yeah, was, no, uh, I talked to him about it. I mean, I, I do think some of the best parts of these shows have been their introduction of major villains that are probably going to be prominent in the MCU. Kingpin, um, obviously Kang from Loki, um, and Agatha. I think those shows stood out more so because they did have interesting villains. It, uh, whereas the um, Falcon Winter Soldier with the Super Soldier serum, like their story just wasn't compelling. Them as villains didn't seem nearly as compelling or interesting as what we got here. And I, Steph was kind of what he conveyed to me was that he was a little disappointed that like Kingpin wasn't as like violent and as like aggressive, I guess, in this show that he was in the Daredevil series. Mostly like, you know, when you finally saw Kingpin kind of like flex his muscle, he crushed a dude's head in the in a, in a car door. And, you know, he kind of said like, oh, I think they, they Disney Disney-fied Kingpin to a degree. And I, I can definitely see his point, but like what you said, Bobby's, I think they tried to convey just how badass he was by how fucking tough he was. Like you said, when he got hit with the car, I too was like, Oh, that fucker's dead. He just got demolished by an SUV. Like no one. And then like the next scene, it doesn't even look like it uh, knocked him over. You're, you're muted. Mike. Some uh, uh, Bob's so I'm talking about uh, those, those, uh, those Netflix shows were infinitely more violent than anything in the yeah. MCU though, too. Like, Fucking Daredevil, these motherfuckers were getting stabbed in like a, like in two, a minute of Daredevil, like real violent stabbings and shooting. Yeah, a lot more blood. I mean, what, uh, Jessica Jones, season one, I remember with, um, he was in season two too, but season one with, um, Purple Man, Kill, mm-hmm. uh, Killgrave. They basically said he raped her. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, physically. In addition it was a to more mentally, adult when, like, theme. like that whole, like, when he said he disnified them, I didn't disagree with what he said, but a part of me was just like, well, what do you expect? Yeah, this is on Disney Plus. The other, I mean, I the thing next to me, next to this on it for like one thing up from this was Moana, like or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the shit. The shit is on Disney Plus. The only way this could get more Disney is if there was literally like a dis, like a, a a Mickey Mouse fucking like plushie while he was fighting Kate Bishop. And not just that he was surprised. Not that he was surprised by it. He's just he was a little disappointed. I'm just part of me was just like, well, them's the breaks. Like, <laughs> and I, I kind of felt the opposite because, like, I, I feel like yeah, he was very violent in the uh, Netflix series, but I thought they made him seem very badass in this because it definitely seemed like when he was fighting Kate, he was holding back, like he was not punching her, he was shoving her and pushing her away and trying not to actually hurt her, while you know, she, she shot him with an arrow in the chest, he got hit by a car. And then he got an explosion point blank all within five minutes. And then the next scene he's in, he's just walking down New York and he looks a little rough for the wearer, but boy's still, still getting it done. And then, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed Hawkeye. I was, I didn't have super high expectations for it, but I had read Matt factions Hawkeye that this show was, you know, pr- strongly based on it. And that comic is fucking fantastic. And I definitely think if you liked this show definitely pick up that comic because I think the comic is better. And I think especially if you like Lucky, one of the best issues of that comic is they have one issue where you just follow Lucky, the dog, and he's just and the way they they kind of survey like how he how this dog understands things and how he sees the world and how he helps and stuff is really interesting. It just makes for I, I was I was honestly kind of expecting an episode where it was just going to be lucky and they were trying to replicate that issue. It would be really hard to convey the things that they can convey with like thought bubbles and stuff in a comic to an actual, like, you know, full, like 
30 minute episodes. So I totally understand why they didn't do it, but I couldn't, you know, recommend that comic more if you saw this series and thought like, oh, this was really cool. Hawkeye is a much more interesting character than I thought before. And that's another thing. Like, I think Hawkeye kind of got a bad rap in the MCU because he was probably like the most underutilized Avenger. Um, but I also felt when he was used in the films, there were always really strong scenes. Like I thought he had really strong scenes, especially, especially with, uh, Wanda, uh, when in, uh, age of Ultron, when he's telling her like, this is crazy. I shoot bow and arrows. You move stuff with your mind. Like this is all insane. And he kind of gives her the pep talk. Um, and a lot of, the, and then, you know, what he did in end game, which I thought was really cool that they brought his Ronin stuff back in the series. I love the opening of this series where they show the original Avenger, you know, battle for New York, um, the play with Rogers. There's a lot of stuff that this show did extremely well. And that's why I also think it's one of the better ones. You know, I don't really like to rate them. I do think Falcon and Winter Soldier, I do agree, is probably the weakest one, although there was episodes in that I really loved. I loved the chemistry between those two characters. And when they were, when Falcon was kind of ribbon on uh the winter soldier and called him like, Oh, so now you're like white fang. And he's like, and he like correct his name. Like, Oh no, I'm actually this. And when I was like, some of the back and forth was really fun and I really enjoyed it. Um, and overall been just super impressed with, with what the MCU has done with the Disney plus shows. And I'm super excited to see where they go forward. You got anything going on this week? Do you want to talk about Mike? I got, I'm pretty much done. I don't remember what I watched. <laughs> Ooh, man. Um, I recommend frying a Turkey people. If you have the means deep fried or some deep fried turkey, just you know, if you're safe, it's not that bad. It's not that complicated, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think just frying any food in general, it's a uh, yep. it's always a good deal. Uh, yeah, not too much this for me this week. Um, one thought that Bobby had after uh, after the weekend when we watched uh, No Way Home was his thought was. So I need to watch Venom, huh? To which I told him I haven't watched either of them, so I don't know. I've heard good things about them. Mm. And oh, well, uh, Mark has a look on his face. I haven't, so maybe, I haven't heard I meant, I, I know I, Mark talked to me about this already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you, you end up watching any of them, Mike? I, I ended up watching both of the movies okay. uh, during the, the Christmas weekend. And I, w- I was entertained by the movies. I, I right. thought I wouldn't like them. Just because it was, it was a much different Venom take. You know, there was no Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, so I was very interested in how they were gonna make the movie, and I liked the dynamic between Eddie Brock and the symbiote. They they really made both of the movies more of like a uh, a, a dark comedy where. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was I was laughing every time the the symbiote spoke because the symbiote. They made it out to be a comedy, but the symbiote is a just a murderous little shit that wants to eat everybody. And Eddie Brock is just trying to keep him from doing that. The the whole both of the movies. Yeah, and we like you know Tom Hardy. We were generally a pro Tom Hardy podcast. He's, That's true. Uh, yeah, he's a great actor. So I just haven't heard. I have not been personally that interested in watching the films when they are on some kind of streaming service. And I have the time. Maybe we'll see, but I've not seeked them out. Can make a jaunt people. over to Canadian Netflix, brother. That's what and, we're gonna do. I'm gonna be on maybe in Vancouver watching it. <laughs> here's the thing I enjoyed the best about them. Considering I wanted to watch both movies in one weekend, I really enjoyed that both of the movies are extremely short. Oh, that's uh, nice. Venom, minutes. let there be. Yeah, Venom, let there be carnage. Clocks in at a 
crisp 90 minutes. Nice. That's hey, that's a plus in my book, actually. Um, all right. So we didn't talk about MMA this week. Um, next week, we're going to do our year-end awards. Um, if you're, you know, searching, getting, trying to get your MMA fixed this week, guys, Tenshin Nakazawa. Or is that his name, right? Tenshin mm, Nakazawa? Something like Tenshin. that, yeah. Tension. I just call him Tension. Tension. We're on a first name basis. Tension, the, man, the gentleman. The man, the man who took a dive against Mayweather. Mike is a very negative person. Come on, son. Never, come on, never son. That's that why sh- he'll never be that champion. Dive. That's, that's fuck you. That's why he'll never be world champ over here. I'm just gonna have this belt around anytime I slam Mike for the next year. Um he's taking on the legend, the not dead. Takanori Gomi. <laughs> That's because earlier today I told Bobby about this. And he's like, "Isn't Gomi dead?" And I was like, "No." And <laughs> I, I then Mark was like, he's not I, 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 "I'm sorry, Kid Yamamoto passed away, not Takanori yes, Gomi." Kid but like, I'm just gonna say the possibility that Gomi was dead is not fucking eight hundred thousand people died in this country, man, this year from COVID. Anything sure. is possible now. <laughs> sure. Um, but Gomi against Nakazawa. I'm gonna get this kid's name right. Tension. Um, Let's tension. Tension. Tension Nakamura. Nasakawa. Sorry. Nasakawa. Nasakawa. In a mixed special rules bout. Sure. Which really means boxing with Superman punches and spitting back fists aloud. Why doesn't boxing have those just... Reckon. That's a fair question. Why no can't I throw a punches sp- barred in this box? Why can't you match? throw a Superman punch in box? Why, yeah, why can't I, I? I understand about the back fist, but why not a mm. Superman punch? I, I, that why I can't you throw know. a back fist? If I hit you with the glove, that should be fine. No, you can't. In boxing, it is you can't hit him with the back of the glove. That is why like not? A, a but a Superman rule. punch, you are that hitting. I don't know, Mike. I don't, you are hitting part of the commission. No, no, legitimately. Why? What's the logic? I mean, maybe you guys. What's the logic? I'm not hitting someone. Yeah, I can't. I can't pimp slap somebody. Is that what the logic is? They don't want to. Doesn't want to be offended. I mean, it is just a, a move that is barred from happening. Just like you can't step on someone's toes and stuff like that. It is can I give you a hammer strike to the forehead? I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. I, I don't look, know if you have to only punch in a conventional way. Look, if we're throwing hands, okay, we're throwing hands. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just saying. By I gotta the way, assume, I got to assume a hammer fist to the forehead. I think that might be just more... I don't know. Is no, I'm thinking more. Push. I want to see like a Macho Man axe handle, the running axe handle. <laughs> Just <laughs> get the guy with that. Um, by the way, update on the Chael Sonnen situation, where John Jones tried to claim Chael Sonnen hit a woman. No. Oh, oh yeah. Chael Sonnen was defending his wife, and then beat five people up while doing so. So Chael Sonnen remains undefeated, my und- und- undisputed. My man, yo, my man's his wife. Had to have been so appreciative that night. All right, my man got birthday sex, and it wasn't even his birthday. What do you mean he was in jail? <laughs> when he got when he got he released got on bail, when he got released on bail, right in the car, he got himself some birthday. Sex. Do you think after fighting five people, Chael was in the mood for that? Chael's more of a man than all three of us. All right, that's right. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, just some drunk that's, scrubs. That's, we've seen Chael's. Ta- we've seen Chael's testosterone numbers, man. That's true. You, and now he's not drug tested. You don't think that dude's juicing up when Air, he's doing Air, his little videos? I think tied to this, Ariel Ariel Hawani's tight with Chael. They're like friends legitimately now. And Ariel is putting all the great clips of Chael over the years. And I forgot the bus thing. For I mean, I didn't forget the bus no, thing, yeah. but like feeding a carrot to the bus. <laughs> And I remember when he coached up Brazil, 
And Vanderlei somehow ended up like, I remember when Chael had to tell Vanderlei, I'm trying to explain like, Vanderlei, you're supposed to be the good guy. Look, you're not doing this right. We can't both be bad. This is not how this works. He says, I'm the one insulting your country. You're coming off terrible. Um, Chael P. Sutton, guys. People who, someone people used to say would be the guy taking Dana White, taking over Dana White. Would have been interesting. Dana's gonna die in that seat. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you stop getting paid that much money? It's all lies, apparently, about the UFC fighters not making enough money. That's, whatever. We didn't talk about it this week. It's fine. Uh, Mike, you want to throw a New Year's resolution out there before we call it a day? Uh, yeah, you know. So, um, I... I think I really actually started listing out New Year's resolutions last year because mm-hmm. I always feel like people will say, oh, like I'm going to do this, but you know, then you don't really do anything about it. So yeah, me. I've always found that you know, when you actually write something, um, you know, it's, you're really more committing towards it. And also you have a visual reminder as to what you promise yourself you'll try to do this year. So I have a list of things, but... I'm really just going to really narrow it down, I think, to to the big ones. Um, so I think this year, rather than do... F- uh, I think I'll keep up with the, the running motif. Um, rather than nice. 500, do a 550. Um, nice. A sub-resolution of that is I want to run a half marathon at some point this year. Um, just to see if I can. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to do. Um, and then just, uh, two other things, I think really big things that I want to do is, um, one of the resolutions that I didn't do last year, um, just with life getting in the way is, uh, I really wanted to focus more on my, um, on my Japanese lessons. And I wanted to take what's called the N4 exam this, uh, this December that didn't happen. Uh, so, um, Reputting that resolution again this year, and I'll really try and dedicate myself to learning more of the language. And then another resolution that kind of went on the wayside last year is I want to learn how to sew. Um, I told myself last year, well, I have a sewing machine in my room. Man's gonna sew himself a championship title. Oh, go fuck this one. (laughs) He's never getting this Um, one, baby. Yeah, he's gonna find ways to work that <laughs> in. This, any any chance you get. At least I mean, I just got the belt, so it was definitely gonna happen this week. <laughs> so I told myself, well, I have a sewing machine uh, in my room. I should try to get some use out of it. Uh, I didn't, and now this year, this uh, next coming year, I'll only have a sewing machine in a room where I live in for maybe the next two months, maybe three months max now at this point, since I'll be moving out. So this, you know, gives me more of a, uh, a time limit, uh, for, for me to learn. So I'll have to ask my mother to give me some lessons. She'll probably give me some raised eyebrows. as so why the hell I want to learn how to sew, but I figure why not, you know? So, uh, those are some of the, uh, just the, Big resolutions that I'm looking to do this following year. This man's got real goals defined. All I got is I need to lose some weight and I need to buy a house. That's those are the main things for me. Got to lose some weight. Got to buy a house. Both of those should happen. Both of them, I believe, within the first three months, not a year. So that's it. 
you know, try to take care of myself a little better in general. I'm 36 in February. So, Jesus. I don't know. We're going. <laughs> that was depressing to say. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I got there four months ago. And Mark yeah. just got there like a month ago. Yeah. It ain't that bad. Yeah. Everything after 30 didn't matter. That was just. <laughs> that yeah, was you, it. Say, you say that. Wait until we get to 40. And then it's going to be everything after 40. <laughs> um, yeah, that was it. Uh, Marcus? Uh, resolutions? Like you, Bobby, I think it's really cool. Mike goes after them, writes them down, and really you know, tackles them and keeps that on track. I, I'm, I'm much like you. These are general things I should just do in general. I don't hold myself super accountable but like you i I definitely need to take care of myself better uh diet and exercise wise i've been kind of fluctuating a little higher than i need to be on my weight so i want to cut that down a little bit and there's some you know recreational activities that i could definitely cut back on i think that's going to be something i try to work on a little bit more uh but again it's i was like i I like living my life and i like eating my my greasy food and sitting on my butt so we'll see you know how much Headway I make in those departments, but those are those are things that I need to kind of tighten up a little bit. So it's kind of what I'm looking to do in 2022. All right. Well, everybody, um, I've been saying get vaccinated for a while, but now I'm saying if you didn't get vaccinated now, I don't care about you anymore. Um, you get boosted. Yeah, yeah, you got to get, get that. You got to get that booster, man. Um, we're all getting Omicron. Uh, it's Omicron Fest 2022. Apparently, it's a, Mike probably has Omicron. Something like a third of the people who live in Manhattan tested positive for Omicron. But he's off the subways now. He's not even the, the people. Not a thirty-three percent. Not even a thirty-three percent positive rate. Just of the existence of human beings in Manhattan, <laughs> a third of them have Omicron. Not a funny matter. I'm sorry, but you know what? It sounds like it's a little milder for those of us who had the common sense to get vaccinated. Even more so for those of us who got boosted. Um, take care, man. We're. All, we're, it's 2022. We're still doing this. Let's not be doing this in 2023. Huh? Yeah, we, we will be. People are idiots. I mean, it's been a real fun past few months, I felt. I was really enjoying myself here in the Bay Area. Just saying. I was really... We got an 80... We got like 85% of the population vaccinated here. Just saying. Just get that shot, man. It's not that hard. You know, ask them to give you... It's just, If you go to CVS, they give you a coupon. You can't use the coupon on beer, but you can use it on snacks. You can use it on snacks, okay? And that's all CVS is good for, really, snacks and beer. Um, Anyway, I was Dr. Law, your two-time champion, your reigning and defending It's an Amazing champion. I got the belt to prove it. Mm -hmm. That was DJ Mark, another two-time champion. That's true. That other guy was Lavender Gooms. I'm a a two-time runner-up. He's a contender. He's a he's a cont- he's a contender. Right <laughs> he's doing good. He's doing but, his best, folks. Let me tell you guys something. I've come in the top four every year we've had this competition. <laughs> he's not always hitting the podium every year, but he's in the top four. <laughs> I can't wait till Mike just law of large numbers wins this thing, and he's gonna see Bobby paid forty five bucks. <laughs> For his yeah, soft it, ass it's gonna be ball. a little disappointing, you know. I think he's, he's gonna okay. build it up in his head. And he's gonna get it. And be you like, know what? I, I, if this podcast made money, I, I would have, you know, gone into the It's I'm Amazing bank account and been like, guys, we got to spend some money on some metal here. 
on some steel. Uh, I was going to say, you know, notice how Mike wants to learn how to sew. If he also put a resolution to win the belt, he could take the belt, customize it with his own sewing skills. But that was not a resolution of Mike. Mike's resolution was not to win the you belt. You know what? This belt, to learn I mean, how to sew and run a marathon has, and take I, care I of himself. We should have done more customization. I should have put a picture of me on one side, of you on the other side, Mark. As the two we can champions. commission Mike. Once Mike yeah, runs out of we'll commission him. Yeah. We'll make a pretty penny off it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike's bad. like, it's 11 p.m. and these motherfuckers <laughs> are rubbing it in. Anyway, I was Dr. Law. That was Lavender Gooms. That was DJ Mark. Hope you all have a very safe New Year. Yes. Um, hope you had a happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, New Year's Eve, man. Motherfuckers go pr- try to go pro when drinking in one night. Let's all yeah. be safe out Stay there. Home. Okay. Chill. Stay home if you're, you know, just stay home, right? Get stay home. home, baby. Get drunk at home. Play video games. See y'all next week. Peace out. Happy New Year. See ya.